Hello everyone, I'm your host Roman Garcia from Nerd Support, and welcome to the Creating a Culture of Innovation podcast. We're here to highlight up-and-coming and growing businesses that want to show off their culture and what makes them stand out with technology. Our goal is to educate our audience about having a strong IT and cybersecurity infrastructure and showing how other businesses are leveraging technology in order to succeed. Nerd Support is an award-winning managed service provider that's been helping businesses in the U.S. and around the world with managed IT, consulting, and cloud solutions for almost 20 years. If you found what we talked about in today's episode valuable and are looking to advance your business's technology strategy, we can offer you a free IT consultation where we examine your technology, cybersecurity, and compliance so we can take care of your IT and you can focus on the growth of your business. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can apply at cacoi.nerdsupport.com slash podcast. And to learn how Nerd Support can help you succeed with technology, visit us at nerdsupport.com. All right, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creating and Culture of Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Roman Garcia, and I'm joined today by yet another business leader who's cultivating a culture of innovation within their business, Don Tura. Don is the president of Sourcing Industry Group, which is the premier global sourcing association, providing leadership and networking opportunities to executives from top companies worldwide. Thanks for coming on, Don. How are you feeling? Thank you, Roman. Thank you for the invitation. I feel great. Glad to be here. Great. Great. You feel welcome. So here we are going to be talking about making good old-fashioned personal connections with some good old-fashioned new technology. So let's get right into it. So Don, tell me a little bit about your business's mission statement. What does SIG do for businesses around you to help them succeed? So we focus on the procurement and outsourcing space. So a lot of people don't understand that 75% of a company's spend is outside the organization and about 25% on average is for payroll. So that 75% of a company's spend has to be managed and it's managed through the procurement or sourcing organization. So what we're trying to do is elevate the industry to realize how strategic it is. So if you think of the pandemic and you think about all the supply chain disruptions people are hearing about, well, that is that sits right at the feet of, of procurement executives to manage and make sure that, that we have resilience in the supply chain. So we're trying to elevate the industry, bring best next practice, not rest on our laurels of what we did last year or the year before, but always be forward thinking in our association. Right. So you're bringing that right to executives. Uh, it's got to be a well-needed industry at this point. Uh, in terms of what made you want to start your business, what is your superhero origin story? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, like most people that are in procurement today, um, I didn't start off with that plan. I'm a CPA. I have a master's in international taxation and I had a CPA firm in Palo Alto, California for years one of my clients was a, a consulting firm and asked me if I could help them create a total cost of ownership cost model to prove where they were driving savings through strategic sourcing. Well, with that, I fell in love with sourcing. I sold my CPA firm and I went to work for them for about three years. And then I realized I make a much better, I don't make a really good employee. So started my own consulting firm in sourcing and did that for about 12 years. And then the opportunity to take over SIG. It was started about 15 years before I came on board. And I had the opportunity to acquire and take over in 2007. So my journey wasn't straight, but it sure, it sure feels like this is where I was meant to be. 
All right, so going 14 years strong at this point? Mm-hmm. Yep, and loving so every about. day, every day. That's great to hear, Don. Okay, what are some of the things your business values most in regards to serving your clients? So number one, it starts with the people. It starts, and, and no matter how much technology we have, no matter how much we think that the world can run without people, we can't. And in sourcing, there's, so, there's only so much that automation you know, whether it be, you know, robotic process automation or, or even, you know, AI, it, it's not enough. At the end of the day, we need smart people making really smart strategic decisions on behalf of an organization. And so it starts with the people. And the only way to be really successful in our industry is to have this insatiable curiosity on what's going on around the world. You know, so when you think about what we do and you think about the pandemic, for example, the entire world is interconnected. Our supply chains, whether or not you're a right. nationalist or a globalist, it, the fact is once you take globalists out of the bag, it's hard to put it back in. And so we have a global economy. We are all interconnected. So you've got to always be studying what's going on in the world so you can have predictions. You know, a socio, a geopolitical or a socioeconomic upset in another country could severely impact your supply chain. Well, you need to be aware mm-hmm. of that before it happens. You know, all these interesting weather issues that we're having, climate change is going to affect your supply chain. So what we try and push people to is that you can never stop moving. You always have to be learning. You always have to be learning from others and networking and increasing and just elevating the entire industry, increasing all of our knowledge collectively and just improving the industry. Right. That Honestly, uh, as corny as some people might think it sounds, that we are all in this together. We all got to embrace each other's talents and work together to f- find solutions to the problems we're looking at today and uh, in the near future. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty innovative way on, on answering that, Don. I like that. Okay. Uh, in terms of your industry, I want to hear some of your domain expertise. What's going on in your industry that you think could be done a little bit better? And what are you doing differently to set yourselves apart from the rest? Yeah. So, you know, with the recession that came as part of the pandemic, you know, I was really worried because back in 2008, when we had the, re- the last recession, everyone threw out anything. If it didn't have to do with cost savings, we didn't care. So we were just starting to start talking about global, uh, your carbon footprint. We were talking a little bit about sustainability. We were talking about diversity. All of that got thrown out in the 2008 recession. It was just money, 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 money. So when the pandemic hit, I was so concerned we were going to backslide again. And whether it was the social justice movement or the fact that the younger generation is insisting on sustainable products and a sustainable future, whatever the impetus, and maybe it's all of it combined, we never once lost sight of sustainability. Now we're talking about investors looking at ESG scores, environmental social governance is driving so many investments. We found that people want to work for companies that are doing the right thing. You know, it's it's much harder to, for example, recruit to a purchasing organization that makes tobacco products than it is to recruit to an organization that's making sustainable products. And so it's... The things that we focus on, the first one is third-party risk, because who I buy from and who I contract with can destroy my company if it's a bad agreement, or if we find that we have modern slavery in our supply chain, or we find out we're using critical minerals. You know, There's so many things that we could do wrong. So third-party risk is the first focus, and then everything is overlaid with diversity, equity, and inclusion, 
and sustainability. So it's a pretty cool place to be because, you know, anything that happens in the world could impact us. Right. And in terms of, uh, in terms of the pandemic, uh, how were you guys able to adapt to that situation? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's because we represent mostly global organizations, a lot of them were starting to get the uptick coming out of China that there was, you know, the pandemic was coming. Nobody believed right. it would be as fast as it did. But I'll tell you, the ones that are wearing the hero's cape right now are the ones who predicted it would get to the U.S. They immediately were buying thousands of laptop computers so they could have employees go remote. They were working with their IT groups immediately on how do we protect our network when people are working remotely. You think of all of the hundreds of thousands of employees in companies that suddenly were remote for the first time. A lot of them didn't have desks. They didn't have you know, strong enough internet. They, there were so many needs that had to be met. And all of that takes your purchasing dollar to make happen. Whether right. it's you know, whether it's being office equipment or providing internet access or providing laptops and monitors and now ergodynamic chairs. And you know, people, a lot of times people couldn't go back to the office to get a single thing. And they had to recreate their work environment at home and, and not only for procurement, but for the entire company. So though, think of how many people they had to allow to go to remote, but then support them to be successful. So think about right. accounts payable departments and people that receive all kinds of checks and invoices and all that paper, suddenly they're not in those offices anymore. And so we had a rapid adoption of technology because it was necessary. And people really realize that if we don't get you know, a digital transformation going, we are, our company won't survive. Right. Uh, fortunately, as a member of Nerd Support, that uh, for us, honestly, it was just kind of like a flick of the switch. And uh, I, I've been working from home since March of last year, and things have pretty much been going the same as it was as when I came here. So, uh, yeah, this is great to hear that you guys were able to adapt so quickly. Uh, in terms of the near future, though, what's on the agenda for SIG? So we are going back to, you know, we also put on events for networking and best practice sharing. We are going back to live events starting next month. Um, it's going to be a smaller in-person event, probably about 50% uh, following all the COVID protocols. It's going to be in San Diego County, which is, has the highest vaccination rate. You know, California is doing well, but it has over 80% vaccination rate. We're going to be providing the COVID testing. But people need people, you know, at the end of the day, in our industry, so much of the networking is that casual conversation you might have with someone over coffee or finding out, you know, that you have this incredible connection that would never have taken place over a Zoom meeting. You know, you wouldn't have just been standing right. next to that person, you know, so a lot of the networking needs to take place in person and people are dying to get back together. So right. taking all the safety protocols in place, we have five, four events that we'll be doing in person between October and the end of the year. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. So building those personal connections. Uh, well, it was great talking to you, Don. Seems you guys have a pretty clear idea on where the SIG family is headed. But before we go, where can the audience find you? And do you possibly have anything to share with them? Well, if you want to click on sig.org, S-I-G.org, real easy URL, um, check out the summit. If you'd like to be included in the summit and you want a discounted pass, you can reach out to us through that through the sig.org. Love to have you there in person. Love to find people that are more interested in how we can build a sustainable future through our procurement and, and uh, our sourcing practices. So yeah, so join us at sig.org uh, and I would just love to meet a lot of you in person. 
All right, you heard her. Go give him a click and I'll make sure to include the link to that event page uh, in the description of this video or the podcast. Uh, I honestly, Don, I love the work that you guys are doing. You guys are, seem to be very forward thinking and we really appreciate that innovative uh, mindset that you guys have going on. So again, Don from Sourcing Industry Group, everyone, thank you so much for stopping by and thank you for creating our culture of innovation within your business. All right, we'll see you all next time. Thank Bye. you, Roman. Hi, Roman here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creating a Culture of Innovation. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, you can apply at cacoi.nerdsupport.com slash podcast. Did you find what we talked about today valuable? Please give it a like and share it on social media. Or if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them and make sure to include the hashtag creating a culture of innovation. We'd love to bring on a diverse group of guests. Since we're regularly putting out new content, subscribe and make sure you don't miss any episodes. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it mean a lot to me and my team. Want to learn more about nerd support and how we can help you succeed with technology? Visit our website at nerdsupport.com or follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at nerdsupport. Thanks for listening in, and we hope you'll stop by next time.